gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Office Chair Sports with my co-host. Oh, that's right. I am by myself this week. Um, this is episode nine, I believe. Um, my co-host, um, Jacob, and my co-host, Jonathan, are not here with the, uh, me tonight. Um, so I'm going to be soloing it. Um, one's in a castle in France. Isolated from myself from around the world. And the other co-host um, fell in love with this girl and going out a day with her tonight. And went record for the boys for the podcast. So I'm going to be holding it down. Probably be a short episode because I have never in my life done a solo podcast. And I can't relate information back to each other and have conversation. So it'll be kind of more of an update for free agency um, it's basically Christmas for NBA fans around this time. So I'm basically going to go around the updates for um, NBA free agency, giving my opinions on who I think won trades, big news that's happening. Um, so yeah, let's, let's roll into this. Um, I think the first thing we have to talk about is the Kevin Durant saga. Before, on Thursday, around probably 3 o'clock, maybe a couple hours before the NBA trade trade deadline, Kevin Durant asked the Brooklyn Nets for a trade. So why was this important? It was important because this was basically like all the NBA teams out there were basically going to make all these moves right at 6 p.m., not like... The Heat and Bro- and Heat in the Bucks back in last year with Bogdanovich and Kyle, and Kyle Lowry doing it early and losing their second round picks. But anyways, um, it kind of ruined the, that free agency saga be- because Kevin Durant is such a big piece and having four years left on his contract and signing that that extension last year for four years. This is huge for the NBA. Teams wanted to give assets for Kevin Durant and. This was a big step in slowing down free agency this year. And even though this year wasn't that big for agency for 2022, it still slowed things down. Not much moves happened compared to other years. Um, but Kevin Durant, I, um, I'm not surprised that this Brooklyn Nets thing didn't work out. You got Kyrie, you got Kevin Durant. What do you think is going to happen? Kyrie Irving does not want to play. Every year he makes an excuse why he doesn't want to play. And, I mean, I understand Kevin Durant not wanting to play with him. But Brooklyn should have saw us coming. Um, the problem I have with Brooklyn is I don't know who's going to want to trade with them because obviously they want a, a good all-star back in return because they gave all their first-round picks to James Harden trade where they traded him to 76ers for Ben Simmons. So now you got Ben Simmons, Kyrie, and Kevin Durant. What a trio we got there. Anyways, um, so yeah, um, I think there's some realistic teams out there. Um, I know that Minnesota Timberwolves talked to him, but Ozzy with the Rudy Gobert trade we're going to talk about in a little bit happened, so that ain't happening anymore. We got the Suns, but they want Booker, and Booker ain't leaving. He just signed a, a four-year, 164 million contracts, something like that, I believe just like Carl Anthony Towns. So I don't think that's happening. I mean, Toronto's gaining some steam, but I don't know if Durant really wants to play in Canada. You got also Miami Heat, which makes sense because Durant likes to play with the number one teams, looking back to with the Warriors in 2017 and getting two rings when they were the best team in the league. 
Um, so it's gonna be interesting what Kevin Durant does. It's, it's still ongoing. I feel like it's not gonna have another be a trade for a while, maybe until the start of the season. Um, kind of like Dwight Howard back in 2010, where he wanted out, but the Magic took a six months to trade him. Other big news that happened was Nikola Jokic signed a five-year, $264 million contract, I believe, making it the biggest contract in history. That's basically $50-plus million a year. I mean, well-deserved. He deserved it. Denver to respectfully paid him after winning two MVPs last two years. Um, he didn't really get much help last year with... Um, with two injuries with Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. being out the whole year. But he was very serviceable, and he still lived up to the MVP um, pedigree that you need to win it. And it's a cool story that he was a second-round pick, 41st overall, where a Taco Bell commercial played over it. And look at him now. He's a two-time MVP, two back-in-the-back. So, big news there. A lot of money being thrown around right away as free agency started, as Shams is taking over Woj on Twitter. Um, Devin Booker, as I mentioned earlier, also got the four-year $164 million. So, Booker Inks is not going anywhere. Booker is going to be staying in Phoenix. Um, DeAndre Aiden, as I'm recording this episode on Saturday night, is still not moved. He's probably the biggest guy still out there for that team. So it'll be interesting what happens with him, which probably would mean sign and trade. So Suns can get something back in return and maybe make another uh, finals push. We'll we'll see. Um, what else happened? Um, oh yes, Bradley Beal as well signed a five-year, two hundred fifty-one million dollar contract. Um, Bradley Beal t- he skipped out of his. He declined his player option, which is $36 million, and signed a five-year deal for $50 million. So c- congrats to Bradley Beal. He's not going anywhere. He's going to be with the probably Wizards his whole career. Wizards are going to pay him, and they're going to be just the borderline playoff team. So if Wizards happy and Bradley Beal's happy, then everyone's happy. But I don't. they need another star next to him to make any progress. But, hey, there it is. Um, what else? Another young guy. Anthony Simons, a product out of Ultima Springs, which is right near where I live. Um, he signed a four-year, $100 million contract extension with the Portland um, Trailblazers. I really like Anthony Simons, how he's young. He's a 40% three-point shooter, even through his rookie season in the last three years. And so now you got Portland Trailblazers, where you're able to get Jeremy Grant to play your small forward. Now you got Anthony Simons, your shooting guard, because they traded away C.J. McCollum to the Pelicans. You got Damian Lillard coming back from injury. You signed Nurkic to a four-year, $60 million contract. And the power forward, they still have one more position they can go up. Does that mean they're going for KD? Who knows? Who knows? Um, as we're still rec- recording this episode, James Harden is still not signed with anybody, but... All signs pointing to him playing with the 76ers again as he declined his player option. But he's working on a multi-year contract with the 76ers as we speak. So I'm sure that news will come out pretty soon, probably as Tuesday as we, as you guys are hearing this podcast. Um, 
what else? A lot, a lot of news right away. Victor Oladipo signed a one-year deal with the Miami Heat. Will Miami Heat make another run, or will they have Duncan Robinson sit on the bench? Probably both, because Jimmy Butler is proving that the 76ers messed up, and keeping Tobias Harris over Jimmy Butler was a terrible mistake. Um, What else other deals we got in the NBA? Um, Marvin Bagley. Marvin Bagley is was a joke of the NBA back in 2018 in the NBA draft for being picked before Luka Doncic, Trey Young, even Jaron Jackson, who not many people talk about. That's that draft class was loaded, but the one one mistake that was not top five was the Sacramento Kings with Marvin Bagley, where he got traded to the Detroit Pistons um, in the tr- trade deadline, and Pistons. Decided to reward him for averaging 10 points per game with a three-year, $37 million contract. <clears throat> Interesting move by Detroit. Um, I wouldn't say Detroit's the smartest team in the world, but hey, I guess you're in a development mode. You, at least you won the NBA draft with Jane Ivey and Jalen Duran, which I think was huge ups. So you got, you got a developing player who's still... There's a reason why he was a number two overall pick and highly recruited out of high school, so... Maybe he can develop into maybe a a starter in the NBA. Probably not an all-star, all-star ever, but even a starter in the NBA would be a huge up for the Pistons as they're trying to rebuild with Kane Cunningham, Jaden Ivey as their nucleus. What else happened around the NBA? The biggest news around the whole NBA was Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson was... A player got a lot of steam with the Dallas Mavericks making a run into the playoffs this year, with along with Luka Doncic. Um, he was being talked around the NBA because of his connection with the New York Knicks. Um, his dad is an assistant with the New York Knicks, and something about his scout being the GM of the New York, so he had a lot of ties to New York. New York wanted him. New York gave away a lot of picks, and um, thrown away a lot of players to create cap space for Jalen Brunson. And they're able to make it happen. Four years, $104 million, $26 million every year, or average. And he has a player year, player option on his fourth year. So it was kind of funny seeing the betting odds, where the betting odds before the deal happened with Jalen Brunson, it was like plus 10000 And then after that deal... It was plus ten thousand again. So, and there's many. I had this discussion with my friends where Jalen Brunson. You can probably name twenty players as, as a point guard that are better than Jalen Brunson. Yeah, he's still getting twenty six million dollars. But hey, New York got what they wanted. They got they wanted Jalen Brunson for that connection, and now they got Jalen. Now they got Jalen Brunson and R.J. Barrett to work around their nucleus. And they don't have any draft picks that they got this year to develop. So, they, at least they got Mitchell Robinson, right? They got Mitchell Robinson. Um, so, like I said, small moves, nothing too crazy. Um, a lot of extensions because of that insane 2018 draft. You got um, John Morant as well getting a five-year, $193 million contract, as well as Darius Garland. The thing that was interesting about Darius Garland is there was a lot of talks around the NBA where Cleveland was holding off on that five-year, $193 million contract to see if it makes sense to go after Kevin Durant. 
um, at, once they signed that extension, they were not able to trade that player. So it was more of a waiting game with Cleveland where they can allow Darius Garland to get traded to Brooklyn if they wanted to, and that's where he can sign his contract extension there. Um, so today he actually signed his contract. So I would highly consider um, Cleveland, Cleveland Cavaliers out of that discussion, but they were also able to make a couple of good moves. Um, a t- person that was probably the most underrated p- player in their push to a better record this season after three or four terrible years is the addition of Ricky Rubio from Minnesota Timberwolves last year with the Torian Prince trade. And Ricky Rubio was able to lead the Cavaliers off to a really hot start this year. And then once he tore his ACL in midseason, it just tanked off from there and they were able to make a playoff um, this year. So Ricky Rubio on a three-year $18 million deal was probably one of the most underrated things on contracts that no one's talking about. Because he still is able to play his really good defense, really good passing ability, so I think I think Cavaliers made a really good um, deal with Ricky Rubio, even though he was traded to the Pacers just for a contract dump at the end of the season. But Cleveland was able to get him back and sign a really friendly contract deal, so they were able to get Darius Garland, um, Robin Lopez, a couple of good pieces to build around the nucleus of Evan Mobley, where he was able to get um, drafted with his brother. So. I'm pretty sure, fair to say, that Cavaliers are going to work around Garland and Evan Mobley for the near future. Um, all speaking of young contracts that signed massive extensions, Zion Williamson from that 2019 draft, number one overall pick, signed a five-year, $193 million, just like John Morant, which can go up to $231 million in total. Man, Pelicans better hope he gets his his health right and his fitness back because that's a lot of money for one player. They I like what the the Pelicans are doing though. They got CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, and Zion Williams to work around, and they also got young players like Herb Jones, Jose Al- Al- Alvarado, and they got the pick from this year, Dyson Daniels. So, Pelicans, this is the year. You got to make a run now. You got to be at least 6th, 5th in the West. After being eighth, ninth last year, um, but I think if Zion Williamson's playing and they got Brandon Ingram, and McComb all playing at a high level, that's a team I really have no idea how they're going to work because they have three All Stars on their team or potential All Stars with Zion and Brandon Ingram, and McComb's always on the bridge, so it'll be interesting to see if they can make a run at this. Um, do I think they can make a run at it? I think they can. It just depends on Zion being healthy and the, the team chemistry in the locker room. But they got young pieces. They got old pieces. They have a nice mix. So Pelicans need to start winning now. This is They have all the first-round picks from the Lakers to Anthony Davis, and they're able to capitalize on all those first-round picks and make some key um, trades. So the sky's the limit for the, for the Pelicans. Um, what else we got? Mitchell Robinson, as we mentioned, got the four-year $60 million. So I guess the Knicks are overpaying players once again. Um, Another big news that happened around the NBA is Zach Levine. Zach Levine was one of the few players, along with Bradley Beal, in this free agency where there were only two known, not known, but high-level players that are on the free agency market. And 
Zach Levine gets the five-year max from from the Bulls. Five years, $215 million, so $40-plus million a year to stay with Chicago. For Chicago, I see a lot of problems with Chicago. Um, they didn't make um, a P, uh, important P because the center position behind Vucevic was a disaster, and Vucevic itself had a terrible... Um, they got destroyed in the paint last year. Um, they had no Patrick Williams, but even with Patrick Williams, they had terrible defensive fishing on rebounds and points around the paint. So they picked up Andre Drummond on a tier $6.6 million contract. But even with that, and even with the Zach Levine max extension and having DeMar DeRozan on your team, I just see him being a 7th overall, 8th overall seed in the East. Um, they really made much key pieces this offseason. Um, they assigned Zach Levine, which I know is a lot of money, but they didn't really make any small pieces to get around their core. Um, I think Zach Levine is a really good player. I think he's definitely worth $30 million plus for sure. But Zach Levine has been on your team four years, and even with the him adding pieces to surrounding with Vucevic, DeMar DeRozan, Lonzo Ball, even though Lonzo Ball was out at the end of the season, they were still not able to get done. Um, I do think Lonzo Ball is a big piece to their team with the defense and leadership and passing ability to get DeMar DeRozan, Vucevic um, open, but and Zach Levine open, but man, they need to do so- they need to do something different, coaching wise or nucleus wise. Um, they got to blow something up or maybe try to the trade deadline and decide from there. But not looking bright for the Bulls unless something ch- changes in the near future. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, one of the biggest news out there that was talked about a lot because before the, the phrase they started and it kind of like went out of their weather um, was the John Wall signing. John Wall was probably making a million dollars a game for how many times he's played on the court and how much money he's made from the Washington Wizards paying him like a four-year, $200 million contract, or five-year, $200 million contract back in 2018. Um, He got traded with the Russell Westbrook trade back in 2020, I believe. And ever since he's been on the Houston Rockets, he's been sitting on the bench, and they finally agreed to a buyout this year. And right after that buyout, it was reported that the L.A. Clippers, he was going to join the L.A. Clippers. Um, What he agreed to was a two-year, $13.2 million contract with the Clippers. The Clippers, if they're healthy, I really like the Clippers. You got John Wall. You got Paul George. You got Kawhi Leonard coming back from injury. You got got, um, Zubak. You got... Markeith Morris, you got Trey Mann, you got Luke Kennard, you got Norman Powell, like Clippers, and they they've been they've been even with all those injuries, they still had a pretty good uh, season last year. You know they just missed the playoffs. I really think the Clippers are gonna be a surprise team in the West. Um, I really like the balance they have in the offense and defense for both the, the starter and the bench. I would say watch out for the Clippers. I like what they're doing. Um, this is the year they, they have to win now because you never know with Kawhi Leonard and, and PG-13 and their success. 
it hasn't been it's been the rockiest road based on injuries of both players, but I think they they did a really good job of building nucleus around each other and using that Trailblazers, getting the core pieces along with Robert um, Covington as well to get the offense and defense mixed between it. And I like them to make a run this year. Um, and John Wall is gonna be a big part to, part to it. Um, there is also even with free agency. It's also trade season, and trades are upon us, even not on the NBA draft. I think one of the most underrated things that the Celtics did, that happened in NBA, was the Celtics acquiring Malcolm Brogdon. Hear me out, hear me out. I don't even know if Malcolm Brogdon's going to start on this team. Um, If Malcolm Brogdon does start on this team, one of Al Horford or some starter they had on last year is going to have to go to the bench. I think Robert Williams is showed in the NBA Finals, and he proved himself to be one of those players that he had the wingspan, he has the vertical, he has all the defensive tools to be a really good defensive player in the NBA, and it showed in the Finals. So does that mean Al Horford goes to the bench? I mean, you got Marcus Smart, you got Jalen Brown, you got um, Jason Tatum, of course. And Malcolm Brogdon fits in, but that's too many guards. Um, I Jason Tatum, I, I would love to see Jason Tatum play the four, personally, and have Jalen Brown and Malcolm Brogdon. But that would mean Al Horford goes to the bench, which he could. Al Horford can be a really good nucleus for for the six, be a six man, and be a really good nucleus for the bench. But you also got Daniel Gallinari as well that they picked up from a buyout with the Spurs after he got traded with the Atlanta Hawks, we have to talk about with DeJounte Murray. But I think if you're getting the best lineup on the floor, Malcolm Brogdon is a starter. But if the Celtics want to use him as that six man with Daniel Gallinari, I mean, watch out. I mean, you saw from last year or with the finals. I feel like they were probably one piece away from getting all the way, and I think Jason Tatum had his first final. He was fighting nerves, and I mean, the Warriors have been there and done that, and they have that experience. So, I mean, the Celtics made a good run at it, but you got to go with experience, and Warriors got that fourth, that the dynasty, they got the fourth ring this year, so... I mean, the Celtics have were able to get really good pieces to cooperate, and I think they're going to make a run like they did last year. And I think they're probably the favorite to make it to the East Championship from the East. And we'll see from the West because the West is stacked just as the East is. Speaking of East and West, we um, also got a trade that I mentioned earlier with the Atlanta Hawks getting DeJounte Murray. DeJounte Murray got traded over to, to Atlanta Hawks for three first-round picks and Daniel Gallinari. And what's crazy about those three first-round picks is, oh, actually, three first-round picks and a uh, first-round pick that's protected. But the, it's crazy about those three first-round picks. They're unprotected, which is unheard of in the NBA now. So Spurs are in total rebuild mode. They got Jeremy Sokan. They have all young um, players, Josh Primo. They're starting from the base, the ground up. I'm surprised that Popovich is not going to get, um, is not leaving after that. He still wants to coach him up, which, I mean, if I'm the Spurs, I'm taking because he was able to develop many good teams from all the years he's been in the NBA. But let's talk about the Atlanta Hawks. 
Atlanta Hawks now got Trey Young and DeJounte Murray running that show. DeJounte Murray was on a bad Spurs team with a low market, but DeJounte Murray proved himself to be a really good player in the NBA, which he was even good enough to be recognized as an all-star by the, the league, not by fans. And DeJounte Murray was able to show with that wingspan and that defense and offense capability, he can be a really good distributor, facilitator, and a scorer in the NBA. But how is that fit going to be with Trey Young? With Trey Young, he is a very young, very good, very talented scorer. But the main thing with him is just defense. And Atlanta struggled with defense last year with Bogdanovich, Danilo Gallinari, Kevin Herter, Clint Capella. DeJounte Murray comes from a Spurs background where it's all about defense. Did that help him get, make a push for this playoff season? The Hawks last year were able to get eighth in the standings and basically had no chance to get the Heat. So with this year on defense is the big key for them. Um, I would not um, take out the possibility of John Collins getting traded and getting more good assets around them and filling out that team. But off to a good start, and they paid a lot to DeJounte Murray, so they better hope that works out. And for the Spurs... Starting from the ground up, just like they did back in the day. Um, I cannot end this, leave this podcast without discussing the probably the biggest trade news of the whole NBA free agency of 2022, which was Rudy Gobert leaving Donovan Mitchell and going to Twin City, where. Carl Anthony Towns and Gobert are going to share the court and become twin towers in Twin City of Minnesota. So what's my thoughts about this? Well, let's actually, let's, let's talk about the trade itself. The Minnesota Timberwolves gave up four first-round picks. Four. They gave up their tw- number 22 overall pick, Walker Kessler. They got rid of probably the biggest player in Minnesota Timberwolves, which was Patrick Beverly, when they made it into the playoffs, where they act like they won the championship in the play-on tournament. And you also got Jared Vanderbilt as well, which was another vital piece to their um, core around them. Was this all worth Gobert? Gobert has not showed anything in the playoffs. He has... No offensive capabilities. He's a monster on defense. He has a long wingspan. He's very good at, at guarding ball handlers. But four first-round picks for him? For a team where the Jazz wanted him or Don Mitchell to be gone because obviously the tandem was not working? I'm not sure about this, Timberwolves fans. I'm not sure about this. Um, I think... I think you got a nice core with Anthony Edwards, D'Lo, Cat, and Gobert. But if you think this is going to work, like it needs to show right away because Gobert has shown to be an ineffective player when it's time for the biggest games and the biggest moments. And it's shown in the last three years, even with a star like Don, Don Mitchell. For the Jazz, you just... Stole everything from Minnesota. 
you just you won you won the free agency. You got all that young players that didn't cost you that have are good role players, and I think Patrick Beverly is on expiring contract. And now you're able to go after that big name player and keep Donovan Mitchell as your core piece. Um, I would not take out the idea of Don Mitchell maybe going to another team again, trade and Jazz doing a whole rebuild. But personally, I think they should do exactly what they did with just like the Blazers with Damian Lillard is build around Don Mitchell, get those, all those young pieces, get some stars with that salary cap. And it might take a year to, of a down year, but next year with 2020 free agency being so big, Boom! You're you're back in the playoffs. You probably have a better core with Gobert than Gobert around you. You trade Royce O'Neal for a 2023 first round pick from Brooklyn. You stole that from them with the biggest 20 biggest NBA draft class in a, since probably 2018. But 2021 is turning out to be a really good draft class. But Victor Wembanyama is the prized possession. And if you take a down year and Maybe hope you can get Wembenyon and out tank the Spurs in the OKC. Then I don't see why not doing that. Um, but I think that's crazy for four first round picks for Gobert. So I did, like what, what I don't even know what what Kevin Durant's going to be in this market if if Gobert's getting four first rounders and he was overpaid with thirty eight million dollars plus a year with a league where centers are not. Um, important anymore like they used to be so that's crazy um I hope the Timberwolves were because they are a low market team and it's it's cool that the NBA's seen a low market team rise but I don't see it Timberwolves fans I don't see it um other than that um there hasn't there's been small trades here and there. Um, Suns getting one year deals from players. The Magic resigning players to fill out that cap space and prepare for 2023. And I guess the last thing we can talk about is Miles Bridges. Um, he was expected to probably get that max deal from Charlotte, but there's other teams looking at him. And the night before free agency, he rumors came out. <coughs> excuse me, that he had domestic violence against him by LA police. Um, his girlfriend went to went to Instagram, showed videos of it, and I think he lost he lost hundreds of millions of dollars for a choice he made for domestic violence, which. This, no, no, no woman or anybody should be involved. Have domestic violence. It's a, it's a criminal. Um, so, I, I mean, I, as a as an NBA team, I don't see any NBA team wanting to sign him unless they bring him in and they go through a program. But man, Miles Bridges, he fumbled. He fumbled the bag and he fumbled. He fumbled that that lifestyle outside of basketball where I guess his his idea of being a rapper um just got in his head and he made a terrible decision but I don't look at player people as their first choice but I I really hope he gets on his feet but man you cannot be doing that um 
But other than that, um, obviously there's a, a couple other sports going around. MLS. Um, Ronaldo was wanting to leave, wants to leave Manchester United today. Um, Live Golf is is taking its turn right now. Um, PGA. Um, MLB is getting to that mill mill ground where the um, MLB has their home run derby and at the MLB All-Stars coming around the corner and it's getting that time where it's 4th of July so um, I wish you all have a great 4th of July I know you're hearing this um, after 4th of July but enjoy your 4th of July hope you, you enjoyed your 4th of July weekend and Next, I think next week we'll have Jonathan joining us um, for Friday chat on Friday. So stay tuned for that while Jacob's living in a castle in France and enjoying that lifestyle. Um, he'll be back soon, but for the time being, um, Jonathan and I will hold it down Friday chats. And hopefully we'll get Jonathan back for sports chat Tuesday as well the next week. So for... With that in mind, um, take it easy, everybody. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Give this podcast a five-star review. And peace out, guys.